0: Welcome to the Ordinary Day Podcast. My name is Diane. And my
1: name is Pete. Welcome, Pete. Hey, thanks. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, wife.
0: (laughs) I'm enjoying this. We're back to our kind of schedule, routine, and doing our podcast. Yeah. It's fun.
1: (laughs) That just reminded me of the one time I called you bro and how awkward that was. (laughs) I was like, whatever you say, bro. And you're like, you just call me bro. It's like, yeah, that doesn't work. There's no scenario where that works. You're my wife. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you are female.
0: Uh, yes. And it's just odd to hear it when bro from either of us can be said to so many other people.
1: Yeah. This is like the one scenario. It doesn't work. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess I can't really call my cousin bro either. My female cousin, who we may have on the podcast soon.
0: Yes, she expressed interest in being a guest, and we would love to have her, so hopefully in the next two weeks, we'll get her on.
1: And I will call her bro.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) So, what are we doing for this podcast? I think I came up with an idea uh, to do something a little different, and this might be how uh, the podcast goes from now on, but rather than spending all this time and energy trying to focus on uh, one subject that we could talk about, and certainly that can still happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we thought since it is a time capsule podcast, it might be neat to, I know, in addition to our weekly personal, what's going on, it might be neat to touch on what's like in the news as a subject.
0: Yes, and, absolutely.
1: uh, so I picked two news items. You've picked two news items. Yep. Um, uh, we'll see if there'll be duplicates. It might be kind of like our top, top lists in the past that we've done with movies and favorite TV shows mm-hmm. that could happen. But, uh, it would just be neat to see, you know, what, what our opinions are. And we don't know what each other has picked, so it'll be a surprise, too. Yes. Um, but as usual, let's just do a quick recap. Is there anything new this week you'd like to share for our time capsule?
0: Uh, we started watching Arrested Development. Oh, yeah. That's something new. That's right. Um, we were looking for a new TV show because we'd gone through our second full round of The Office and thought perhaps yeah. we should try something new and different. Um, and we've both seen the odd episode of Arrested Development, yeah. but kind of more under the setting of, hey, we're watching this right now, come watch. We kind of get thrown into the middle of a season. We have no idea who these people are. And neither of us really liked it or took very much away from it. Oh, no, no.
1: This was with your friends in uh, Vancouver. And they're like, this is our favorite show. and. You know what? I think it would be the same with, like, Parks and Rec, even yes, like, that's our yes. favorite show. Like, if we just picked an episode in the middle, you ha- you kind of grow to love the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've probably watched, like, 12 or more episodes now, and I was starting to get at the point where I was like, I, I don't think this is doing it for me, D. Like, maybe we should try something else. Mm-hmm. And then we watched one more, and I found I was actually laughing a couple times, and yeah. it was like that's actually kind of clever. It's starting to get clever. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to grow on these characters. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so the show's starting to grow on me.
0: Yes, I would echo that sentiment. I didn't feel there's some shows I've put on and kind of been bored after one or two. This one I was kind of more interested in seeing where it was going with things. Yeah, You certainly Mm. gave it more
1: of a chance than the Futurama. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That one you were asleep in in episode two and then never came back to.
0: (laughs) So, yeah. So I think we'll carry on with that.
1: Yes, absolutely. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So we're in season one. If anyone wants to follow along, maybe we'll uh, comment on that more as we go in Mm -hmm. future episodes. Uh, One more thing about Arrested Development. Um, Part of the reason I wasn't enjoying it. I'll just echo my thoughts now in case they change. But uh, I just found... All of the characters are so unlikable. Like, you have this one main character who's, like, the goody two-shoe, the one who's, like, so princely nice, and I think you're supposed to relate with him or something. But he's surrounded by a family of just total losers. Like, there isn't a single other character other than maybe his son who has, like, any kind of redeeming value. And I think that's part of what made it hard for me to watch, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, shows like The Office... There are flawed characters, but it's not Mm -hmm. all of them. Like, could you imagine Mm -hmm. if every single character but, like, Jim was, like, just terribly annoying? Mm -hmm. Like, usually there's a couple annoying characters. Mm -hmm. Like, in Parks and Rec, I didn't really like that John Raffio guy. Oh, yeah. And even uh, Aziz's character uh, I find quite annoying, too. Mm -hmm. Um, In The Office... Actually, I don't know if there's any character. Oh, yeah, Steve Carell. Michael I don't Scott. Like, you're I do not a like big Michael, fan Michael Scott. Like Scott. <laughs> I don't like the main character, I guess. But uh, there was enough other redeeming characters to make it watchable for me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, at this point, it's starting to at least get funny, and I'm hoping that uh, I'll eventually get attached to one of the characters because I'm really not.
0: I know. I think you're enjoying the um, <laughs> similarities in Michael Sarah. Michael uh-huh. Sarah, uh, because he's in Scott Pilgrim.
1: Actually, yeah, So you can totally so, see
0: that, and kind so of he's
1: probably it, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it how it progresses.
1: Okay, so one of the things I've been doing, I guess, for the last few weeks, as I've been getting into Final Fantasy fifteen, yes, the newest entry in the long time running game series. Uh, it's pretty crazy. I just looked up like right before we started recording. The first one came out before you were born. It's 1987. Are you
0: serious?
1: So I was like, how long has the series been going on? And it's like, oh, wow.
0: It is a long Man. time.
1: So, uh, yeah, well, this last one was in development for like eight years. So it's pretty crazy how long it took. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's been fun. It's been cool. The story's not super solid. And there's these four main characters. There's not very many women in the game. This is four bros. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I called you bro. Because I'm in that bro mode. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's okay. It's kind of interesting. It's, it's pretty, it's definitely a pretty game.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: All right, let's move on to current events. Shall you take the honors and take story number
0: one? New story number one. I found this very interesting. I was reading about, um, so you get a lot of gifts at Christmas time and inevitably some of them get returned. And most of the things that you return don't actually go back to the original store shelves where they were first purchased. Oh, yeah? Yes. So most of the merchandise uh, actually goes to these big warehouses that buy it up because the stores don't want it, because they don't want to put goods back on the shelves that are quote-unquote used, even though some packages, I know, haven't even been opened.
1: Yeah, I thought they'd have to be...
0: They go to these warehouses where they're like pretty much kind of auctioned off as this, hey, you can go here and get these great deals on things. Hmm. And I haven't looked into it like fully, fully to be like, where are these warehouses? Because they sound like pretty cool places that you could go to, you know? The
1: ultimate Boxing Day sale.
0: Yeah, kind of thing. Uh, But I found that interesting because you always think, oh, they can just return it, whatever. And yeah, for maybe the consumer, it's not such a big deal for the actual store that sold it in the first place. They now have to give like a refund. It's been returned. And the product doesn't even go to get resold. It kind of gets um, like wholesaled out to these warehouses is yeah. what it sounds like.
1: I don't understand how the money of that works because it's like the value of it gets cut each time. Uh-huh. Right? Uh, uh, except for maybe sometimes there's sales around Christmas, but generally the sales are after Christmas because mm-hmm. they want to clear out. But like if you get something, let's say, let's say the item is $100 to start with. Yep just as a whatever and then they bring it back Mm -hmm. to get their hundred dollars back Yep. Yep. and then the warehouse is buying it probably at a cheaper cost you would think Mm -hmm. so the company loses a little money on the sale yes and then that warehouse is probably going to sell it at a clearance too yep so this just doesn't make business sense to me like where's the money made in that then
0: well, I think that is the issue, is that retailers are losing a lot of money off of these products that get returned.
1: Okay, so the biggest cut is the retail. retail.
0: I think so, yes. Yeah. Because the warehouses wouldn't exist without these products, so it's basically like them being a, a separate store and stocking material. Hmm. So they're not losing prices, they're getting all these items yeah. at a reduced price that they can then sell.
1: It is weird, retail space, man. I it's changed so much. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't even like it anymore. Like,
0: oh, I don't I enjoy having, going to malls. <laughs> I had
1: a conversation, yeah, with my with my mother, and I was just like, I don't even, I don't like physical stores at all. I don't even go there anymore. And I couldn't think of like a single reason why I would go to one. And then she brought up clothing, which is which is good because yes. you do need to try it on. But even then, there's like all these internet promotions that I'm hearing about on my podcast I listen to. It's like you can get a suit sent to you and if it fits you, then you get to keep it or you just send it back. No questions asked.
0: Yes. I, and if I do go out to clothing stores, like my first instinct is to think, where is somewhere close by that I can go that has the item that isn't going to like a major chain or mall or anything like that? Yeah. Because that experience is just not fun. And like department stores, like the Bay, which I do navigate through, but you got to give yourself some time because they're large.
1: Yeah. And they're not even set up in a no. logical way. Sometimes It
0: doesn't feel like it.
1: No. Like when we went to the Bay, I don't know, two Christmases ago, and we were just trying to look for, I think, a toaster or something. And we had to go through appliances by brand. Yes. So you have to look at all of the appliances by, you know, Kenmore and whatever else the yes. other ones are. Until you finally find the one you like. Mm-hmm.
0: Rather than like, here is the blender section. Yeah. And just going through all of them. Yeah. It just seems
1: so backwards to me.
0: Well, and then it was fun when I was purchasing a lingerie for my friend and it was right next to the children's clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean. <laughs> I guess I kind of relate. Yeah.
0: Maybe. <laughs> Before and after. But that was interesting. So if you turned the wrong way, suddenly you were at children's snowsuits and you're like, this is <laughs> not what kind I needed Kind of makes you double
1: continue. think whether you should buy the lingerie. <laughs> hmm. Awesome. All right, I'm going to go to my first story. I Mm -hmm. picked this one because I thought you might find this interesting. Okay, cool. The headline says, Facebook Germany says it will start tackling fake news in the next coming weeks. I didn't know this was a problem on Facebook. So I'm going to totally leverage you to get your uh, thoughts on this. But apparently, uh, specifically, oh, okay. Last month, we announced measures to tackle the challenge of fake news on Facebook, the US technology company's German language, newsroom said. That's just strange. So I guess it happens more often in German language for some reason. Interesting. But it's the German justice minister, Heiko, H-E-I-K-O, Mass, has repeatedly called on Facebook to respect laws against defamation in Germany that are stricter than those in the United States. So I guess it is Germany that is uh, pushing that. Their ads that I guess are generated by Facebook are... Uh, not, not real. I don't know. They're, they're banking on fake news.
0: Wow. Um, well, I guess usually maybe this is my like science or researcher background. Whenever I see, you know, I can scroll through and I can see news come up and I always check what the source is. Like, is this someone reposting something from cbc.ca or is this someone reposting something from some website I've not ever heard of?
1: Random characters. Um,
0: yeah, and ads I just, I kind of scroll through and don't even pay attention to because I'm not, I don't need to purchase all these things.
1: Yeah, well, apparently there's also a line in here that Facebook is making an effort to make the spammers not able to forge websites of rep- uh, reputable uh, news agencies. So uh-huh. I guess they're appearing as if it's coming from CBC or whatever. Really? Interesting. But it's totally fake. But then, so, if I
0: go on CBC.ca and search it, mm-hmm. then it would not come up. Yes.
1: Yeah, or if you click on the link, it's not going to take you to CBC. It'll uh, redirect you to somewhere okay. weird. Yeah. It's a it's a fascinating thing to me because I I my I have very limited Facebook knowledge, but I do remember often like on message boards seeing people who are just outraged uh, linking source files to news stories they believe are real, but the link is the Nice, and it's. It's a comedy farce uh, news place. Uh-huh. And these people are like, I can't believe this actually happened. This is horrible. And it's like, yeah, it's a joke. I mean, it's so dryly driven that it's made to look like real news. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, that didn't actually happen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, the onion. <laughs> yeah. And now the Beaverton. <laughs> In Canada. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's cool. I'll check that out sometime.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, one last thing. You had mentioned before on Facebook that it kind of uh, it learns things about you and then yes. advertises based on yes. what what you're doing. So you were saying like when you were engaged, all of a sudden a bunch of wedding ads came up or yep. something?
0: Of course. And then I wanted to, as a joke, see what would happen if I like took that away. Uh-huh. to see if like all the divorced ads come up. <laughs> but even if I'm searching for... <laughs> it'll be weird because I'll be searching for like, an Eliza kit for FGF21, which it's like, that's random and only something that I need. And suddenly on my Facebook wall, I've got feeds on the side like, hmm. this company, R&D Systems, sells this. I'm like, how do you know that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because obviously this is very specific. This is not just a generic Facebook ad popping up because... Nobody needs to purchase that. No. Except for me. So that always seemed interesting. The internet is watching and it knows what I'm doing.
1: Yeah, I don't like that stuff, but I guess that's just the reality of it. Mm -hmm. The other thing people need to keep in mind is with all this tracking and stuff, there's so much tracking going on that I think the part that people miss is you are not special. Like the idea of an FBI, whatever, tracking you for the sake of knowing exactly what you're doing and getting you in trouble. That's mm-hmm. not really it. It's more about demographics. It's like mm-hmm. you as a collective is what they're yes. tracking. I they knew, want information yeah. about what your age, race, mm-hmm. gender mm-hmm. is buying yep. so people can sell more stuff. Yes. It's just about it's just mm-hmm. about money. It's not about privacy or <laughs> anything like that. I don't know. Maybe law enforcement will get into it, but I don't think we're going to get anything like that movie Minority Report with pre-crime. <laughs> It's like you thought about possibly doing a crime, and then they prison you. But who knows? Next story, Diane.
0: Next story. So we're going out way left field on this. Mm. There was an elderly woman in Nevada who contracted a bacteria that was resistant to all-known antibiotics, and she ended up dying from it.
1: What? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Do I need to break that down? Yes. Yes. <laughs> So, normally, when you get a, a bacterial infection, uh, like strep throat, is a bacteria. Okay. Normally, you take an antibiotic,
1: mm-hmm. which,
0: as the name suggests, antibiotic is something that kills that bad bacteria. Sure. So, what has happened is because bacteria can replicate very quickly. Uh, if you miss, if you don't kill off all of the bacteria that you're trying to kill off. So you don't take your antibiotics for the prescribed amount of time, or you're kind of taking them haphazard. Your bacteria can grow resistant to the antibiotic. So it will now not be killed by the antibiotic. Wow. So it can stick around. And so we've had to continually develop new antibiotics in order to fight various strains of bacteria. And this woman had this strain of bacteria. Uh, it seemed, the story seemed to say that she was from, in, like she had gone to India recently, so she mm-hmm. contracted a, a different bacteria. Mm-hmm. And it was resistant to any antibiotics that they gave her, and the bacteria ended up killing her. So it presents kind of a scary <laughs> situation mm-hmm. where we have bugs that we thought we were able to kill and thought we had the magic yeah. solution and now it seems like that might not be the case this
1: is um this is one of those things that i find fascinating where it's like nature versus human
0: uh I ingenuity
1: guess, e- ingenuity or even just like the, they're messing with stuff that they shouldn't be messing with almost it's like there's a balance to life um In that uh, population control for our Earth, like for our resources, like Mm -hmm. we're getting bigger and bigger to the point that we're just going to, you know, just eat up everything and destroy everything until our planet's dead, right? If we keep on this route. Mm -hmm. So in a way, as sad as it is, it's good that there are things that kill us off in a way, which is, I'm really sorry, that's a very sad statement. I know everyone's important in your life or whatever, but... Mm -hmm we have got a, uh, it's a very different mentality than I think even uh, my grandparents would have had. Mm -hmm. Um, Not all children were born and lived. Like that's just a reality of it. There was, you know, deaths with childbirth all the time. There was deaths before childbirth just uh, uh, because the fetus, whatever was malnourished or something like that happened way more often. Now we have new technologies where we can make that happen and then we also have ways to keep people alive longer like surgeries and whatever all these things and it seems like as as we are getting better at keeping us alive there are other things that are doing their natural job of taking away our ability to stay alive and it seems like the food industry is doing the opposite where they're making ways to get us fatter and get more heart attacks and uh then there's the smoking industry and all that it's like it's like we're developing other ways to destroy ourselves, to sort of balance it in a strange way. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of interesting. So as much as we're like, we're, we're, we've killed the common cold, we're killing uh, all oh, these no, old... Oh, no, we haven't killed the common oh, cold. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> but I mean, the, the, cold, the common cold doesn't kill us like no. it used to, is I guess the point I'm trying to say. You take a couple days off work and then you come back in. It's not a big <laughs> deal. Um, but as much as we've like tackled some really serious uh, diseases... It's like there'll always be another one just to keep us in check, keep us in line as we try to get more and more immortal.
0: Well, I find it very interesting that, yes, we thought that modern medicine had dealt with the issue of these bacterial infections. It's like, oh, you got bacteria? No problem. We got so-and-so ways that we can deal with it. And now we've come to a point where mm, we might not. (laughs) We might go through all our options and not be able to deal with this. Yeah. Uh, so I wonder if we'll see more cases of that. And, you know, that might bring into question all of these practices where, you know, soap companies will just throw in an antibacterial agent into their soap, thinking that they can sell more because it says antibacterial on it. Yeah. Um, but having that contribute to this antibacterial resistance problem that we're now seeing.
1: Mm-hmm. Does this get you and the science community excited? Because it's something else to research now.
0: It's very interesting. Yeah. Yes. Very interesting. Uh, There's a whole new realm of bacteria, certainly in terms of bacteria in your gut. Mm -hmm. Because we have a lot of bacteria that lives there. Which is good. um, Which is good bacteria. Yeah. And we've come to find that if there's an imbalance of that bacteria there, that that can lead to problems. And it's been linked to obesity and allergies and anxiety and depression uh, so bacteria, I think we still have a lot to learn about bacteria and what's going on there. So I find that really interesting.
1: Yeah. And if it was like, I could see it being turned into a Fox news story where it's generated to just cause everyone to get scared again about something else that the world is. Well, yeah. It's like a, it's like a from.
0: Godzilla. It's this yeah. super bug that you can't kill. Oh
1: yeah. You're too, you're too young, but there was a time when they talk about killer bees we're going to come kill everyone.
0: Really? And now we almost yeah. have a bee extinction problem. That
1: was like, yeah, that was like the 70s or something. Yeah, that was the big thing, that the bees were going to kill everyone. Um, anyway, that, that, was, that, was, that was cool. <laughs> uh, what I like about this is uh, you picked a very sciencey story. Yes. So you're getting your background in there, and I'm going to pick a story that relates to my interests. Thursday night at around 11 p.m. Eastern Time, Nintendo finally released information about what their new console is, the Nintendo Switch.
0: Yes, which um, we briefly talked about. Yeah,
1: we briefly talked about it when they released their teaser trailer, but they had a conference. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch it that night. That was just too late, but I caught all up on it on Friday. Mm-hmm. So it is releasing March 3rd of this year for Ooh. a price tag of two ninety nine ninety nine US, which On our horrible dollar is actually closer to four hundred dollars. Okay. So, uh, to put that in comparison, that's about the same price of where the PS4 is right now. Okay. um, Which is a much more powerful console. Uh, The Switch cannot keep up with PS4 as far as graphic fidelity goes. Okay. But it does have the ability to. Well, they say there's three modes. They call it the TV mode where it just plays like a PS4, where it's docked into your station, you use a controller, whatever. Then they have this tabletop mode where you can, like, pull out the controllers, it has a little kickstand.
0: Right, yes, I remember watching that. play
1: that, or Mm -hmm. they have the handheld mode where it's, you know, just taken on the plane or bus or whatever. Um, They revealed battery life, two and a half hours to six hours. (laughs) Wow. But two and a half...
0: Two and a half, is that if you have it handheld and you're playing, like, on the train or something?
1: Uh, Probably for the more graphic-intensive games.
0: Right. And comparatively to your, let's say, like, Vita, your portable Vita, it's about about, the same. That's about the same. Okay. And then six hours would be if it's...
1: See, like, with the Vita, they'll say it goes up to 12 hours, and that's if you're just, like, listening to music on it.
0: Because the screen's off, right? Yeah.
1: So I'm not sure what they're saying is the six-hour one yet. I see. Um... But it's interesting. Um, they only have four launch games announced right now.
0: Okay. What that means is
1: four games coming out at the same time as it comes out. Yep. Uh, one of them is a Zelda game, which is huge for them, but I don't know if that appeals to everybody. Uh, so I, I don't know. Like They're, they're split. And I've been checking out the Internet, and some people are excited about it. I was surprised even my cousin uh, Kevin is in. He says he's going to do it is going to buy one of these, which I thought was, okay, that's cool. I'll visit you and check it out. Um, I'm not not in. (laughs) I'm not sold.
0: (laughs) No, you definitely don't seem sold. No. Okay.
1: It just seems like a lot of money to do what I've already got. Like, if it's not doing the home console better than what I already have, what's the point? Mm -hmm. And, yeah, the portability is an interesting thing, but there's a lot of games that I can transfer to my Vita and I can already do that. So I'm already getting all of the features that it's uh, pushing, except for having a kickstand on the back of my Vita. I don't have that.
0: Yeah, but you can prop it up against a book if you want. <laughs> I could. <laughs>
1: Nor can I uh, pull out you can pull out the sides of the things and make controllers and stuff right. like that. yeah. And it's... I really don't like that feature. I think that's just like you're going to lose things. Like it reminds me of the Apple wireless headphones. Like you're just making all these little pieces that you're going to lose and have to replace. Um, the other thing is they did release the prices of controllers, and they're very expensive. So oh. like to get a second controller I think is about $70 US. So that's going to, again, be a lot more in Canada.
0: Wow. What's the price for an extra PS4 controller?
1: Um, I think it's at, it's somewhere between 50 and 60. It might be okay. 60.
0: Canadian or yes. US?
1: Yeah, it may have gone up because I think the last time I bought a controller was before everything went up in price. So I can't give you the direct. <laughs> it's probably comparable, <laughs> but yeah, just because it's got so many moving pieces, I think it's more expensive, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Uh what are the other I'm just curious, what are the other three games?
1: So yeah, there was a Legend of Zelda, there is this boxing game, which they call ARMS. <laughs> and the other weird thing <laughs> about this new Switch thing is it looks a lot like they're trying to recreate the Wii as well. Ah. Those little two controllers that you can pull up from the left and right uh-huh. Have motion control things. Right. Okay. So when they were showing this arms thing, you had the two pieces of the controllers, and they're doing left hooks, right hooks, and what it is, it's a boxing game. But their their hands extend like a like a springy arm.
0: Right. Got which it. Is,
1: it looked kind of neat, but I mean, uh, I don't know about.
0: You're not all about the motion. No, games like no, that. No, not at all. Yeah.
1: Um, a third one that they announced is called One Two Switch. It is another motion game, and this is like a party game that doesn't even really use the screen. It's more of a – the big thing they showed was there's like a cowboy draw. So each person has a controller. Uh They're sitting at each other, looking at each other, and at one point the the screen or console will go, now. And you're Mm -hmm. supposed to bring your controller up and press a button, and then the thing will tell you who was closest to it.
0: Right, okay. And,
1: And that person gets shot or whatever.
0: Okay, and there's, like, multiple variations of that.
1: Yeah, of party games, sort of like Mario Party, but without that branding. I see. Uh, Using the controller in, I guess, unique ways. Okay. Uh, It's like a Wii controller. It's got vibration. Yep. Apparently, it's really impressive vibration. They gave this demo about uh, – some website was doing a demo where they're holding the controllers, and you can feel – as if it was a glass with uh, ice cubes in it. You could really tell whether it had one ice oh, cube, two ice cubes, or three ice cubes okay. while you were shaking it.
0: Thank you. And I was like, that's, that's,
1: good- that's impressive rumble to have like that physicality. So that's interesting, but I never even played with rumble. I, I always turn it off, so I don't know. Like, this isn't really selling it for me. And I think the fourth game was uh, Bomberman, if I recall correctly, which is an old school Four player maze type game. Sort of like Pac Man, but you drop bombs and you can blow up other players.
0: Nice. Okay.
1: Yeah, not a lot, but it's coming very soon, which surprised a lot of people.
0: That is very soon. Do you think it's going to be a good seller?
1: I'm really, I really can't tell. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would personally say I think it's not going to do. Phenomenal. I don't think it's going to be another Wii. Like, the Wii sold, like, hotcakes. Like, yep. everybody and their grandmothers was buying yeah. <laughs> it to play Wii Bowling. And
0: mm-hmm. they
1: don't have something quite that accessible. Like, mm-hmm. the 1-2 Switch is kind of... It eh, could be a fun party game, but I can't see grandma playing 1-2 Switch. I can't see grandma playing that boxing arms game either. Mm-hmm. Whereas bowling, that just... Yeah. It just makes sense. It just made sense. So they don't have that... Wii Sports or even Wii Fit, that thing that brought people to buy that console who wouldn't buy a console. And all those people who bought a Wii, they're still using it. They don't need a new console. They don't care, right? It's still going to be in your parents' basement. Yes. It's not going to get used, but it's still there.
0: Yes, it is. Um, And it would probably be very upset if I turned it on. (laughs) you have missed the last 1265 days it
1: does do that that's right
0: (laughs) of your workout yeah be very upset at me see that's the thing with all these i don't know products a part of me with all these like mall like consumerism i'm like where do you feel the need to buy all these other things like you have all these consoles. Like, do you need another console? Do you want another? Like, just seems like a lot of stuff that people are accumulating. And maybe because we live in an an apartment and we have limited space, I'm kind of like, you know, we bring in what we really need for our situation and what is going to be useful to us and get a lot of use.
1: Absolutely. Uh, No, I agree. And it would be crazy if I was like, yeah, I need to get a Switch and an Xbox and my PS4 because you know, just got to have everything and it's yeah. like I now i'm just throwing boxes all over the place and it's like yeah you don't really need to but i don't know some people might be into that uh mm-hmm. the other difference is traditionally consoles like they they usually come out every like six years yes uh, sometimes 10 like uh, sony's always been really pushing that our consoles have a 10-year lifespan i mm-hmm. like to push that mm-hmm. um so it's not like the mobile phone market yep. where there's a new one every year and people are like, oh, my iPhone's my a piece of garbage now because I've had it for <laughs> eight months. I need the newest one. And it's like, I don't understand that mentality either. I'm still rocking my iPhone 4S like a, <laughs> like a champ.
0: Well, and I'm rocking and my... You,
1: <laughs> you don't even have a smartphone. <laughs> I do so, not. It's great. So <laughs> we're not early in that consumer tech market, but there is a bit of that in this uh, console space. And I think it was wise for Nintendo to make a new one because their 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 last launch was a was a complete failure, like people didn't even know it existed for the most part. They called it a Wii U, and people thought it was an expansion for the Wii or something, mm-hmm. and no one really knew what it was for mm-hmm. and no one saw the point so it didn't it didn't sell very well so it's good that they're putting themselves out there and getting themselves back into the game but uh Releasing a console that's already underpowered to their competitors that have been out for three years and are arguably less expensive. Uh, I don't know how that's going to go for them, especially as a family console, because it's like, parents just want something cheap, right?
0: hmm Yeah. Interesting.
1: So we'll see how it plays out.
0: We will see how it plays out.
1: Boom. And that... It's the stories from this week on the Ordinary Day podcast. That's pretty good. I like that.
0: I love it. Yeah. I think that was a great idea. And intersperse the podcast with some some topics or some guests that we feel strongly about. And that would be a really cool way to keep this alive.
1: Yeah, exactly. Love it. All right. So if you even have any some ideas for... Some uh, subject matters that we should discuss, you're welcome to send us an email at ordinarydaypodcast at gmail.com.
0: Yes, perhaps you have a current news story of the next week that uh, you want to hear our opinions on. That would be cool.
1: Absolutely.
0: And as always, we'd like to thank Field Processor for our music.
1: Mm -hmm. So until next time,
0: take one more
1: for the road.